So we've got a brand new microphone to test out. Mm. I'm Captain Dirk. And I'm Stev. And this is Super Arrogant Bros. You're listening to the Madcast Media Network. Madcastmedia.com Welcome to Super Egg and Bros, recorded on December 20th, 2020. It is the week of Christmas. 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 Uh, happy holidays to anyone who celebrates the holidays. I don't care what holidays. But, um, I mean, I still celebrate them. I don't know. I don't care. Yeah, same. I, I mean, I'm be I, I, I I'm an atheist, and I still celebrate Christmas. Yeah. So I still have my reasons to do so. Hell yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean... My problem is, I mean, most of us probably are not going out to uh, travel and visit family, so some of us have had to cancel our our uh, plans. So, things are going to sound different during this episode. Oh, yeah, they are. Uh, for those who are watching the stream, actually, um, we have the Blue Yeti microphone. And not just a Blue Yeti microphone, either. This is the... World of Warcraft edition. Yeah, it is. This is one of the stupidest purchases uh, I have ever been involved in, and it was a Christmas gift from Mel. Yeah. Um, and and, and she was like, "No, we're we're doing this." Yeah. And lo and behold, I I unboxed what actually is a very, very sturdy and solid feeling piece of equipment. Now. I have my biases as far as using a a blue condenser microphone. They tend to sound like shit, mm -hmm. and most often people don't have any real practical way of, of making it sound professional. So, however, uh, I, I, I do understand that the technology does change over time, and that it is very possible for the blue microphones to become better and much more useful over time. Now, uh, for those who have uh, been listening to us in the past and, and you understand that the sound quality has been much better over time, mm -hmm. uh, this is because we typically use a Mackie ProFX mixing board and then we can plug in whatever XLR uh, microphones we want to into the sucker and I love it. Yeah, good. Uh, it makes me sound better. It makes Dev sound good. Yay! Yeah, and yeah, it, it's and it's something that I had to learn how to use myself. Uh, not everybody who uses this thing is going to be um, able to. Like, there's a learning curve to it. Yeah. Um. So, what I want to do is test it out and and just experiment with how this is going to sound as far as an episode is going to go compared to what it's like when I use the, the Mackie Profex boards. Mm -hmm. So I want to hear some comments about this thing. Uh, if you have any comments or feedback for how this thing sounds, let us know if it by chance sounds better. I want to hear it. Yeah. Um, I doubt that we'll be at a point where the, uh, the microphone is actually going to sound better than the, the mixing board, but you know, I'm open to be surprised with, with what happens here. Mm -hmm. So let's talk about this microphone. So this has 
uh, runes from World of Warcraft yeah. all going around the gold base. Not really gold, it's just colored that way. But uh, it's it's kind of pretty, actually. Let's look you up here. World of Warcraft. Yeah. Warcraft Ruin. <laughs> Ruin alphabet there. Yeah. All right, let's see what it says. Really hope that this is the right one. Nope, those are Orcish Ruins. Keep going. Okay. Okay. <laughs> so, uh... The previous models of the Yeti microphone were much more mechanic uh, than digital, but this one feels much more digital. Uh, that's a really bizarre way of, of describing it for me, but what I'm trying to talk about here is that uh, this this knob that's at the front uh, is used to, uh, to, tell, to turn the gain, and uh, it, it's... I'm watching the, the rune... Um, measures yeah of of the of the gain going going up and down here and it's it's wow. kind of cool like actually Steph yeah come come check it out oh god it's gonna get the creaking of my chair oh boy so you, if you talk you can actually see that it's going around like that oh boy yeah that looks nice it it's it's actually really nice turn the gain up all the way in order no. to all of the ruins I know no no uh but on the back of the microphone uh, usually, with with the old models, you would hear a click. You would turn the wheel to um, switch to the different settings. The settings right now are set so that uh, if if I'm in front of the microphone and Stev is behind the microphone, it's able to catch both of us equally. Yeah. So you just push the button to see to get to the different settings that you want to. Um, that's, uh, that's the very basics of this piece of equipment in the first place, besides the fact that it plugs in by USB. Now, USB microphones are not great at, uh, podcast recording. No. Not at all. No. Uh, if you listen to the very first episodes of Super Arrogant Bros, back when it was, uh, Mitchard and I, it sounded like shit. Yeah. Because, we, <laughs> because we took a snowball microphone and stuck it right between us. Uh, just said go, and, and we weren't facing each other. We were side by side. Oh no! So uh, we were, and we were like hoping to God that whatever sound quality we had would be decent. Um, and yeah, it, it sounded like shit for the longest time. But eventually, we um, were able to um, get a new a new board and and actually get things sounding much more professional. Yeah. So what I'm expecting is that this microphone is going to be catching. Not just the audio from Steph and I speaking, but very likely the fans for my PC. Exactly. Exactly. So, who is this microphone mainly for? I would say for, for people that are streaming from a very, very quiet room that don't have a loud PC. That's really it. Uh, or people that want to be able to do voice chat in a way that doesn't sound as uh, nasty as you would from a headset. Yeah. Because headsets, they're not going to sound great. No. Not at all. Um, the, like A microphone like this is able to give you some sort of uh, freedom for your own sound and um, some clarity, too. Mm-hmm. Now, I'm going to show... Uh, let's see here. I've actually got some comments already. Uh, Sleepy Sith Ward says, your mic is not as awesome as the other one. 
it's a lot less bassy. See, I like the bass though. Yeah. Because uh for me growing up with with like listening to like talk radio, yeah, I always enjoyed like the boom. <laughs> you yeah. Know? yeah, yeah, yeah. Like well, well maybe if you opened up the application that would allow us to become bassy boys. <laughs> boys. Bassy boys. Um yeah, actually. In fact, here we are with the program. So you can see there is the uh, the microphone settings on the left here, and in the middle you've got uh, the input gain. It's, it's showing the master output. Mm -hmm. But also, so instead of just using the knob, I can actually click on this input gain setting and and move it that way. Turn it all the way up. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> and as you can see, I actually have the input gain turned uh, pretty low. So that way you're not getting a, a load of the background noises. Yeah. And then, let's see, if I go to effects, um, so I'm not, I'm not sure how this is going to sound, but I, I want, uh, <laughs> I want you all, which, what did that one say? Borderline Elven. <laughs> Borderline yeah. 11. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> yeah. So let's, let's go ahead and try this out here. Yes. We're not going to hear what it sounds like if we um if we do this or it, it actually no yeah you can I yeah can. i can so uh let's do orc orc yeah so this is supposed to be the orc setting oh man i don't know if the stream is going to be hearing us with the orc setting but we can actually do a test with it Ooh. okay okay so here is a, a test recording of the orc, <laughs> the, the the orcish voice, the orcish voice, and we're gonna we're gonna switch to the other voices just to hear what they sound like. All right, so I'm gonna be talking because I didn't talk that much. So, is the orcish voice that I am speaking right now me, Stev, the most orcish human being <laughs> in existence? You're more of a goblin. Nuh-uh. you're a goblin. <laughs> oh God. Ah. Uh... I can't hear anything. Yeah, I can't hear anything either. Well, that's too bad. Uh, Steph is more a scoball. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking lord. <laughs> Steph is more cobalt. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah. Um, it's oh, uh, press the play button there. Oh god. Oh. Uh... <laughs> it didn't actually record. <laughs> I can't hear anything either. Well, that's too bad. Already a gnome. Fix off. Okay, okay. fix off. So, um, that's. <laughs> Hi, you're a tall one. 
Yeah, I, I, I think the orc one was kind of fun. That I was kind of fun. So, um, obviously, we're not trying to suck the dick of, of blue here. Um, I still recommend people using a proper mixing board, but yeah. this thing is, it's actually kind of fun. And I think that when I start doing more streaming of, uh, like, gaming, for instance, yep. you know, it's it's a fun alternative. Yeah. If I'm playing Among Us... All of a sudden, you just like pop in. All right, I found blue. I found I found blue in uh, in in the engineering part. I don't play Among Us, so I don't know what everything is. Yeah, just like all of a sudden, here's here's Papa Dirk. Just all of a sudden, well, I was in medical. <laughs> yeah, what the fuck was that? Uh. Oh, I forgot to change off my voice settings again. Ha <laughs> ha, silly me. Let me just change it to what it... Just change it straight to Gnome. Just straight to Gnome, and all of a sudden, like, this high-pitched Durkham throws off everyone. Here, here's, the thing, off. here's the thing, though. Gnomes are always suspicious, okay? They are always suspicious. Almost as suspicious as goblins. Not quite, but still pretty goddamn suspicious. I don't like how, what, what you're insinuating here. You're saying that all goblins uh, just steal shit and blow stuff up? They do, but I don't like that you're insinuating that. Okay, what I am insinuating, okay, this is probably capturing all of the, like, banging on the desk. What I'm <laughs> insinuating is that, uh, you know, I've played Shadowlands. I've seen that goblins have cameras. Yeah. Big Daddy has big green ears. Are you playing a goblin? Uh, I'm sorry. Uh, no. And not Big Daddy, Big Brother. Big Brother has big pointy ears. Stop. No. <laughs> this is the only way that I get to show off how angry I am. We, we gotta watch that. No. Because the thing is, like, these are built to, like, capture everything that they possibly can. That's the that's the big drawback with using these kind of microphones. So what you're saying is that I can go down the stairwell and then yell up everything, right? Potentially. Yeah, so this thing is worth two hundred bucks, uh, brand new. Uh, if if you decide to buy one, you know, hey, have fun with this thing. I, I'm I'm having fun with it actually. Yeah, it sounds it sounds like you can have a lot of fun with it. So I'm like, yeah, why not? Yeah, yeah. So okay, let's go ahead and move on from here then. Uh, Cyberpunk 2077. Yeah, has been having a hell of a time. And uh, by the way, I, I'm gonna read a couple comments here before yeah. we get going here. Uh, live live freeze frame says just play around with the voice effects the whole episode yes um sleepy sith lord is playing horizon zero dawn actually as soon as the ps5 comes out i'm planning on getting that game and playing it's, it it's it's a hell of a lot of fun if if you ever have the money if you ever have the money to start buying new games just go ahead and grab it yeah uh sleepy sith lord also says i wager that when you get to fine tune the settings you're going to hit the sweet spot and that's why I'm actually open towards what's going on with the technology. Yeah. If I come to a point where I don't have to stick microphones in front of our faces the entire time. Yeah. That'd be good. Yeah. 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 Why not? But, if we can somehow make it work. Yeah. Why not? Yeah. And uh, see here. Uh, he also says goblins are 85% suspicious. Okay. Uh, How dare you? However, gnomes are 90% 90, 90 sus. 
All right. I'm just saying. Watch yourself. <laughs> said to tie her up, leave her in the bedroom, do whatever you want with her. So I took her stereo. <laughs> Still my favorite joke line Big from goblins. <laughs> Big brother is full of goblins and gnomes. They're always monitoring us. Yeah, just all of a sudden fucking... God, like, every single time that I think back to it, it's just, like, a lot of the goblin voice lines just make me make me feel more immersed into being this little little bastard. This oh, yeah, little yeah. big-eared bastard. This little small, midget, capitalist, scum, pig <laughs> bastard. And he reminds me every time that he says anything that he's a goblin. Beachfront Properties. That is his charge quote. Yeah. Not for the horde. <laughs> for beachfront properties. Mm-hmm. I bet you my rogue has sold more timeshares than a day than anyone ever has in their life. Yeah. That is how that is how good and suave he is when he does his uh his, his little sales pitch. Do it or I don't uh do it or I blow you up. <laughs> All right, so um, cyberpunk. So cyberpunk. <laughs> <laughs> um, he is the Cobalt King. Yeah, absolutely. Now, cyberpunk. I'm gonna try to get into this topic at some point here. Yeah, it went. It, it went through a a release. How you was could that? call it? Okay. How, oh yeah. So I got it on release. Yes. I didn't pre-order because I knew that if. If I was disappointed, that was 60 bucks straight out the gate. And that was 60 bucks that I spent, like, weeks ago in order to get mediocre products. So yeah. I've, I've learned from my mistakes before. I've learned from Necromunda. Don't pre-order things unless you absolutely know for a fact that it's going to be good. For me, I've had nothing but fun with it. Other people may have been glitching. Again, previous episode, I already said this. Glitching through, uh, glitching through walls. Uh, game breaking glitches, unable to progress whatsoever, or testing yeah, yeah, would have been a little bit better, but yeah, but it's just it has a good amount of potential. Is it going to be game of the year? Is it going to be game of the year worthy? No, I don't think it's going to be. Is it going to be remarkable when it finally gets all patched out? Yeah, I believe so. It's just I can't with that with. Because for some reason, I am always the exception when it comes down to bugs. People are always telling me like, "Oh, when you when you get into uh, when you get into fucking uh, uh, when you get into you're the guy who's like it works for me." Yeah, it, it works <laughs> yeah. for me. Like, so where I had a very good experience with it, mileage may vary depending on people's computers and how high the settings are going to be. Yeah. I've noticed that the higher the settings are the more you're going to fuck up. Now then, there are actual guides to show you how to increase the frame rate and just overall quality of the game by deleting a few files or changing a few files when you get into the game. But I'm not going to mess with that because right now my experience is what I expected from any sort of game that I'm going to run on my PC right now. Yeah. I'm not going to run every game in existence at ultra high qualities. And I don't want it to be that way because that means that I spent thousand bucks on just playing video games i'm not i'm not bashing on anyone that has actually done that what i'm saying is that 
in my economic state, I'd rather not all of, I'd rather not devote half of my income to just video games. Don't get me wrong, they're fun. I'm not going to do that. So on my rig, I'm running a 580 Radeon, right? Yeah. Math is yeah, yeah, that's how, that's how that works. But and I'm having an enjoyable experience. Sure, it's on like medium quality, but wasn't expecting to play it on ultra high quality. So I'm I'm happy with what it is. I'm not experiencing game breaking glitches. I am experiencing a few graphical glitches where it will render poorly, but I'm shooting people. I don't have time to like realize that the poster isn't rendering correctly. Right. So it's whatever in my opinion. But don't get it if you think that you are going to be experiencing those glitches. Yeah, I have been watching some videos talking about these bugs. Uh, th not just the bugs, but the uh, technical um, features, I'll call them. So, oh, God, dipping down to 15 frames per second. Mm. That is uh, that is inexcusable. For any game. Yeah. I mean, it, I mean, I'm talking as somebody that doesn't build games, but either way, though, uh, if if I spend 60 bucks on a game, I should not by any means have that kind of problem at all. So this this game came out for the PC, the Xbox One and PlayStation 4. Mm -hmm. And I think. What I noticed, what 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 realization hit me. When I was watching all this happen, is that by 2013, I don't think we were ready for a new generation. No. I think that the um, the uh, the consoles as they came out back in 2013 were not were not the standard that they needed to be. Mm -hmm. um, I, I think that uh, there were some more. We could have drained some more life out of the, the Xbox 360 and the PlayStation 3. But at that point, there's there's going to be... And this is going to be the same for any console. Especially at the last leg. You will get shit games. Yeah. You will literally get nothing but cash grab games. The oh, ATV yeah. games, the Mud Runners. Remember when fucking Duck Dynasty got a video game? It sold because it's last minute Christmas presents. It's like 10, 15 bucks when it first came out. I remember seeing that in fucking Walmart. Yeah. I, I've got something to ask you here. Yo. Um, to Because you bought Dragon Age Inquisition back for the 360, wasn't it? Yes. Okay. Um, how well do you think that game performed on the 360 compared to the newer un units? Poorly. Okay. So, I noticed it right off the bat. If you've played any of the older consoles, playing any of the, any of like the you know next gen games, I noticed it almost immediately. Um, the frame rates at the beginning were really fucking janky. Mm -hmm. So those of you that haven't played Inquisition, there's a part there's in the beginning part of the game. You are you, your character. You are in a very bad place, and you're running from the scary people things, and a girl, I think, is saying, hey, come here, come over to me, come to the light, and yeah. you're like, yo, so you start running, 
at like 10 frames a second, moving super fast. Yeah. I regretted buy I actually regretted buying that game when it first came out. Because I just started looking at this and like, am I going to be doing this the entire fucking time? Am I literally going to be doing nothing but experiencing frame rate lag the entire time? Because if so, I'm not going to enjoy this game whatsoever. Yeah. And it got to a point where I'm playing through, I think, like, you start off in a beach area to go and meet up with a mercenary or something like that. Yeah. 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 And there was, like, a boss fight happening in the background. I'm like, oh, I'm going to go and see what the hell's happening over there. Immediately, my Xbox just goes, whoop. Everything freezes. Oh, no. And I'm looking over. I accidentally get in the combat, and I die. And I just say to myself, really want to keep pushing myself to play this game. Yeah. Because everyone yeah. and their mother has been saying that the Dragon Age games were good. Right now, I am not getting that feeling. So was Inquisition your first dive into Dragon Age? My, No, Inc... No... Dragon Age Origins was my first dive. Okay. Um, that game was ruined due to different reasons. Due to a bunch of my friends immediately attempting to backseat drive and tell me what, which characters I should romance and which characters I shouldn't. Mm-hmm. Um, I told them, like, oh, I just... I, I used this guy in order to get the big boy out of jail. And, like, he didn't like that, so it's like, whatever, I'll just do more reputation stuff with him and be better. I was immediately lamb-blasted for about three days. Yeah. And that just told me, like, I don't want to play this game anymore, because apparently I made a bad mistake, even though this was a game that allowed me to make whatever choices that I wanted. So... Oh. Yes, I'm not playing it anymore. Yep. Then they asked me right after, so I was like, no, I made a bad decision, and that was the decision I wanted to go with, and uh, I guess I can't play the game anymore, so I'll stop playing the game. Like, oh, you should have given it a second. I tried. <laughs> I really tried. <laughs> it gets better later. It gets better later. Yeah, that's what they said about Necromunda. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, okay. That's what they said about fucking, uh, what's the name of it? The Rare Rare. The first two or three Rare games that came out for the xbox 360 the showcase ones. Oh, uh perfect dark zero no not perfect dark zero i'm talking about the weird game where it's like timed puzzles and if you don't complete the puzzles in the right amount of time the green reaper comes after you bomberman sure <laughs> but, I'm, I'm 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 fucking around i'm yeah. fucking around but like i i talked to i talked to a friend of mine in middle school cameo about that. One of those. It's not... No. Okay. Very cartoonish looking. Okay. If you did not complete the puzzle in the correct amount of time, the Grim Reaper would come after you and immediately end the game. Okay. But... A friend of mine kept telling me, after you get past the chair stage, it gets a lot better. I passed the chair stage. Didn't want to play the game anymore. Because it was... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> this is how I also learned that I can't play games that that rely solely on puzzles because then I just get bored with it. Yeah. Uh, Sleepy Sith Lord says, "Sounds like Catherine." Yeah, but <laughs> Catherine was good and it actually had story. 
I didn't know what I was doing. Yeah. Okay. 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 So let's let's circle back to the cyberpunk then. So um. Okay. I, I brought up the Dragon Age question because I wanted to challenge my notion about how much life those consoles had to them still. And I think what you said did provide some insight to that question. So maybe it was time for the new stuff to come out. Yes. So. On top of that, I do believe Inquisition was on the PS4 and it ran better. Yes. So at that point, I at that point, I questioned myself. Why get a PS? Why get a? Why keep your Xbox 360 or your PS3 if it runs a lot better and a lot smoother, and will have you know a lot of good games that will be coming out in the very near future on the next gen consoles? I stopped buying any games that would also perform on the previous generation. Yes, yeah. just started saving up. And lo and behold, I had a lot more fun with uh, with Inquisition on the PS4. I traded in my old copy, my old Xbox, controllers, and I just got Dragon Age Inquisition on the PS4. And I played through it for a good long while. And then I found it on PC, on sale, for nearly 75% off. And I'm like, hey! Let's okay. give it a shot! And then, and, then, shot. and then you realize what hell is like. Yeah, hell. Frame, frame rates can't save me. Hell is using a skull scope to find shards and then go pick them up. So red lyrium, what does it even do? Yeah. How do they even work? <laughs> so, so okay. So what happened after the release of Cyberpunk twenty seventy seven? Well, um, people were wanting their money back. Uh, CD Projekt Red said, "Okay, guys, we're gonna offer refunds." Sony says. Nah, son. Not offering refunds. People throw a fit. Uh, Review Tech USA has some videos to say about uh, not offering refunds and how that's very, very poor customer service. Mm -hmm. But then they, but then Sony does a complete turn and says, "You know what? Um, we're taking the game off of our uh, store here for the time being." Yep. So. They went from absolutely defending how, how they got our money to now saying, no, we, we can't do this. We, we can't do this. Yeah. What do you think this says? I think it says the video. I mean, that, you know, companies are starting to listen. Yeah. Especially mm -hmm. like when it comes down to CD Projekt Red. If they know that they made a bad fucking game, they're going to say that they made a bad fucking game. Yeah. So right now. Project Red has their nose to the grindstone. People have been saying that this game may actually turn into a No Man's Sky sort of release. Buggy as shit. They go silent. Six, seven months, almost a year. And then they'll start releasing updates. I do think that CD Project Red will be taking the hints from No Man's Sky, and they will they'll hit the ground running. I think you're right. They'll they'll I I hope that they learn. That the money will come when the customers are happy. Because happy customers will praise good product. Yeah. 
happy customers make sure you keep making money. If you don't have happy customers, that's going to be a big loss in revenue. Yeah. Right now, they're feeling the bite. They're feeling the sting. They're feeling the hurt. But I'm pretty sure they made the realization that if they just trudge on through, and they make good choices, that this game will make them a hell of a lot more money. Yeah. yeah. They'll make their money back and then some. Now, I, I, I'm going to say this, though, about um, shutting up and getting to work. So uh, the developers of No Man's Sky did exactly that. They, they shut the hell up, and they went quiet and went to work. Problem is that quiet put uh, a lot of uncertainty into a lot of players, and so for people that were on the fence, I don't know. I'm probably not going to buy this now. I do think keeping up to date on what is happening and what the the steps are from here is going to help. So here are two things. Yeah. So first off, we're going to go the No Man's Sky route. Yeah. Quiet on Twitter. And they finally said, sorry, we've been quiet on Twitter. We're working on big updates, big free updates. There will mm -hmm. be no DLCs for No Man's Sky. Everything that we will be releasing from now on will be free. So right now, as I am talking, we have buildings, frigates, true multiplayer, hardcore mode, uh, on top of that, Improved mining, improved just about everything. The game is in an extremely good state. People are playing the way that they want to play. If some of them want to run battle cruisers and just run around in a battle cruiser, fucking more points to them. They handled it well. There are still updates for this game. Yeah. Example two. Bad. No, no, don't do this, or I'm kicking you in the goddamn dick the first time I see ya. Andromeda. They tried to do the No Man's Sky route, but they fucked up by throwing a temper tantrum and saying that no one likes single-player games, no more updates for Mass Effect Andromeda. They had a very good thing going for them, such as improving the graphics in the game, actually improving the graphics in the fucking game. And what did they do? They threw a fit and said, "We're not, we're not supporting this game anymore. No, no one loves Mass Effect anymore." Then their player base dropped hard. They threw a fit. The same thing that Relic did when Dawn of War three came out. They stopped working on the game and immediately said, "No one likes Dawn of War anymore." Yeah. Like, no, people love Dawn of War. You just made a shitty game. Same thing with Mass Effect. People loved Mass Effect. But you made a shitty game. You blamed it on Breath of the Wild, of all fucking things. A very good game. A very good open world game. Nintendo. You got BTFO'd by the people who made Mario Party. <laughs> in an RPG. They took the ball in your own court, bashed you over the head with it, and then did 17 slam dunks before you regained consciousness. Yeah, yeah. And then they did a victory lap. Boys, that's <laughs> how we call, that's what we call dropping the fucking ball. Yes. You fucked up. 
Now, I really hope that CD Projekt Red takes hints from both of these companies. Don't throw a fit. Put your nose to the goddamn grindstone. Don't try and be an apologist for a bad game. And then just keep fucking releasing nothing but up. Yep. I don't yep. mind coming back every week to, uh, to Cyberpunk 2077 and seeing that it's updating. Because you know what that means? Updates mean bugs are gone. Updates mean free things. Updates mean that I that my trust in a company will start going up further and further and further. Uh, Hitmonkey, uh, sorry, uh, Sleepy Sith Lord is saying, the problem is No Man's Sky worked on release, though. I played it unpatched for months. Now, I will say this. I did do the same thing. I enjoyed it for what it was worth. Yeah. But other people, again, like I was saying before, they were experiencing weird-ass glitches. They were experiencing a lot of fucking weird-ass bugs. They so, I, I guess what Hitmonkey is getting at, though, is that, like, the problem with No Man's Sky wasn't so much that it was a buggy mess like Cyberpunk was. It was a disappointing mess in that people didn't feel like they get they got what they promised. Yeah. So, like, the developers of No Man's Sky went so far the Todd Howard route that they kept making promises of, of shit that they were not able to deliver at that point. Yeah. And it's just, and they, I think, and I think CD project red did the same thing. Yeah. And right now they're still taking criticisms on their Twitter. At like, what is it? Smile studios. I think that's what it's called. Yeah. Something like that. They're still taking criticisms from No Man's Sky. I wish that this was in the game. I wish that that was in the game. Hey, can you patch this thing? And from what I understand, picked out all of the good criticisms, put it in a, put it in a folder, put it in bad criticisms in the trash, and then just kept fucking going. Andromeda just said criticism bad through every, every you know recommendation down into the garbage chute and then burn the garbage chute. Shut then, up, nurse. I know what's best. Yeah, I know what's best. Give me, give me 30 cc's of no, give him AIDS, said Dr. I. <laughs> yeah. Like, they knew what the game needed and they got to work. I do believe that CD Projekt Red will do the same thing. Now, are they, I, I don't know if they're going to be going down their DLC route. Their expansions in Witcher 3 were pretty bomber. Yeah. But right now, can they really afford to say, hey, we're throwing out a DLC, and then everyone land blasting them about all the unbroken, I mean, all the broken things that are on the floor right now. Like, they removed all of the dildos from the game, apparently. <laughs> that That's a thing, because the dildos are breaking the game. So, the, the next part of this I want to talk about here, is the is the fall from grace that CD Projekt Red has been going through, in that uh, they have gone from the absolute praise from The Witcher Three and having an expansion winning role playing game of the year mm-hmm. to to having this release of Cyberpunk, and I, I I'm trying to figure out how exactly this happened. Like we've gotten reasons such as like the management. Um, the, 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 uh, the poor, um, 
strategy from the leaderships. Uh, but it, it's like, I, I never saw this coming with cyberpunk. Mm -mm. I, I knew that I was not, um, I was not hyped for it, but I still was, was thinking, okay, it's going to be turning out to be a good game for the people that want it and they're going to love it. I'll just be on the side, just watching it happen. I didn't realize that I'd be watching people uh, develop all of this disappointment for a game that uh, was was said to be pro-consumer, that was there for the, the people that were playing their products. Um, it's, it, it's just a massive um, blow to the reputation. So, I, I don't... If I could be a fly in the wall... For what was happening for some of the the uh, decision making, I mean, I probably wouldn't understand what was going on because I was a fly. Yeah, but but to be able to like understand what was going on behind the scenes, like in in, a, in an in depth level, I would love that. Yeah, it's it's going to be interesting to see what they're going to be doing. Yeah, it's going to be fun. My opinion. I'm in it for the I'm in it for the long run. I never got to enjoy Witcher, uh, the Witcher three fully. Like I got into the game really late. Yeah, and uh, already things were being spoiled for me, and I'm like, eh, I already know what's gonna happen. He kills the wild hunt guy. Cool. And uh, it killed all fucking like enthusiasm for me, like spoilers and all that sort of shit. And so, I'm hoping that with this game, I've been avoiding spoilers like the fucking plague when it comes down to uh, 2077. Yeah. And I I really hope that I'll be able to have a memorable and enjoyable when I finally finish the game. That's really it. Yeah. That's that's it. So, we're going to be watching what happens like a, a hawk on... Uh... CD Projekt Red's end here, uh, seeing what happens, see how they respond to the hubbub and, and the controversy for what's happening here. Um, before we end the show, though, there is one more thing I wanted to talk about. Ooh. And it was a prediction that I was correct on. Oh, what was it? So regarding the PlayStation 5, the, what I predicted is that uh, the, the scalpers... Uh, are going to severely hurt the market of the uh, the PlayStation Five. In that, um, because of how many how many scalpers were buying so many consoles, it is a it is having a massive effect of the uh, the games that are being purchased for the PlayStation Five. So, the reason why the uh, Manufacturers are selling the consoles at the price that they are mm -hmm. is because they're they're doing it at a lower lower value. Yeah. So they're taking a hit. Yeah. So like the GameCube, for instance, when that came out, they released it at at a price that was a twenty dollar loss. Yeah. For every console sold. But the idea was that, well, we've got all these first person first party titles. Yeah. And that's gonna make up for the the lost revenue. Um, so it wasn't the, the consoles that was supposed to get them the money. It was, it was legitimately supposed to be the software. Now, now Sony is ending up missing out on a lot of software sales all because you've got all these PS fives that are purchased, mm -hmm. 
but nothing being played on them. They're being sat on. And uh, the, the scalpers are wanting to be able to make something like 800 bucks a pop or something. And, and a lot of us are telling them, no, fuck off. We're just going to wait. Yep. That's what I did. That's what I'm going to do. Exactly. And, and so it's, I, I think that that itself is going to get the, uh, the, uh, market, the, uh, manufacturers to actually do something about the scalpers. What? One, one, uh, one console per individual, something like that. So I, I am, I am echoing some of the things that were said from review tech USA because Rich was also right about this kind of thing too. If the if the companies are squawking about what's happening, politicians can get involved. There you go. Yep. So. All right. And as Sleepy Seth Ward is saying in the chat here as well, um, consoles haven't been the moneymaker in years. Uh, Orange Monkey 5 says, or ban eBay or any sites from selling them. That is also true. If it's not from... If it's not from actual you know like walmart target anything like that just nix it yes actually yes 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 bethesda did that with a copy of i want to say skyrim Mm -hmm. it was either skyrim or a fallout game either way bethesda told somebody hey no you can't sell this thing as brand new you have to sell it as used yep because you touched it Mm -hmm. it was just a guy that was trying to sell his unopened package of a game and so, like, Mitchard and I went in, went in on this because what I tried, what I explained to him is that when you sell a game brand new and the game is defective, whose fault is that? It's not GameStops, not video games, etc. It's not your, your retailers. It's the developers. And that reflects them. So... If uh, if they are sold in a spot where they are able to uh, monitor what's going on, then that makes it easier for everybody in the long run. So, all right. Anything else you want to talk about? Not that I can think of. All right. Well, buddy, you came over for Christmas. You had some good ham mm. glazed with uh, ground sugar and Coca-Cola. Mm. How was it? So guys, we have been streaming this on twitch.tv slash super arrogant bros, and we will continue to do, to do so on Sunday nights, typically about nine o'clock PM central. Mm-hmm. And uh, let us know how this microphone sounds compared to the previous episodes. I want to hear about it. Yeah. And uh, if you uh, want to support the show, share it, share it to as many people as you possibly can get people listening whether it's on the Twitch streams, whether it is on YouTube, iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, or an iHeartRadio. It doesn't matter where people are listening. Just get them listening. Yeah. And when you get people listening, show us. Oh, hell yeah. And and we'll, we'll shout you out on the show, too. Hell yeah. So, um, again, this is Super Arrogant Bros, Arrogant Media, Madcast Media. Oh, one thing I forgot. What? Um, Madcast Media mm-hmm. is not just a platform for us for our podcasting. 
we have have also been posting articles. Mm-hmm. And I actually posted one last week. And this is um, introducing the band Rammstein. What I decided to do was uh, do an article that is supposed to talk about the very first song you hear from the band from their very first album, because that is like a proper introduction of what the band is and what they're supposed to be about. Mm-hmm. Granted, though, the sophomore album tends to be the uh, um, the solidification of what the band is. So it's like System of a Noun. Their first album was uh, you, you, you had their elements people began to uh, become more familiar with what makes it system of down during the sophomore album. But there's a lot to gain as far as, uh, as, as knowing the band from the first song. So if you want to read it, go to madcastmedia.com, check it out. Um, I will be posting more articles there as well. And if you have suggestions for comments, let us know. But besides that guys, thank you very much for uh, listening to the show checking us out here we are very appreciative of it and until next time well hang on a minute well what okay so i figured this out the last time and i accidentally figured this out but in cyberpunk 2077 i uh i thought that i could make a very daring escape so i jumped off right I jumped out of a window and I thought to myself, I'm doing really cool. I'm just going to turn around, make it look like I'm flipping him the bird and all that good shit. Yeah. You know what happened? I took fall damage. <laughs> okay. Oh, hell yeah. This is me, an orc, Lotar Ogar, my dudes. Okay, I guess you really are my podcast. Oh, we have come here. We had some people uh, uh, talking about it. like, hey, do do the orc, the orc sound. So I switched it to the orc <laughs> what kind effect. Of Seth Ward said, what kind of damage do you take in autumn? That's, Jesus Christ. We've been signing off with fall damage for how, how long now? Jesus oh, Christ. Man. This is my voice two days after joining the Horde. <laughs> this is my voice five days after joining the Horde. Lotar Ogar. I All really right. wish I could listen to that. Uh... <laughs>